Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Pony Cosmetics. Pony really, really pride themselves on creating products that are unique, fast to use, easy to apply, feel good on, and most importantly, can be used by the everyday woman or man who is not a professional makeup artist. I first started using Pony Cosmetics years ago, and that was one of the big points for me that I spoke about and I have shared. It's the fact that you can pick up a Pony Cosmetics product and you can use it without fear of being overwhelmed, which might sound a little bit funny if you're not someone who uses makeup, but sometimes, I'm sure a lot of you can relate, you'll buy a product and then you get it home and you think, oh, this isn't me. I have no idea what to do with this. Or you use it once and you just feel like you don't have the right technique. The thing with Pony is their products and in particular their compacts, which I'm going to speak about, are really, really user-friendly. And they're user-friendly because they're buildable. So if you want to dabble in trying a little bit of light contouring by adding some bronzer just under your cheekbone or making your cheeks pop by having highlighter, you can do so in a risk-free way. You're not going to look like a disco ball or a clown because these are products that you can build upon. So you start lightly and they blend really, really easily. And I know a lot of you listening are busy women or you're busy mums. So you want that fast makeup routine. And I'm all about that too. I'm all about a 10 minute regime. And so that's why I love the Pony range. Now I mentioned their compacts. They have a range of unicorn compacts. There are three. There's a highlighter, a bronzer, and a blush. I have all of them and I love them all. And you can use all three of them as eyeshadow as well. If I'm staying overnight somewhere, that's what I'll do. I won't bother taking an eyeshadow palette because I've got my compact. So I'll use the highlighter or the bronzer as my eyeshadow. So in particular, the highlighter, it is a silky ombre powder highlighter and you can build a soft champagne day glow 
to a warm champagne sparkle. It is universally flattering and richly pigmented. It is a shade that suits every complexion, allowing you to build and sculpt until the highlight level is just right for cheeks, brow bone, nose, and eyes. As I mentioned, it is buildable, so you can build that color intensity. It has dual purpose, eyeshadow and highlighter. It has a silky texture and a long lasting finish. The compact also has a mirror included as well, so you can use it on the go. I really, really, really rate the highlighter and the bronzer and the blush, and they're all an ombre tone. And they also have a bundle on their website where you can get all three as well, which is nice if you do want to stock up. They also last a really, really long time because a little bit goes a long way. So I do have a discount code to share with you today for Pony, and that will get you 15% off site-wide until the end of March using the code Kylie15. That's Kylie in capitals and then the number 15. I will put a swipe up link in the show notes as well for you, but that discount code for Pony, and Pony is spelled P-O-N-I, is Kylie15. Definitely check them out. They have an amazing range of products, which are super, super, super user-friendly. Welcome to today's episode. This is a solo podcast, and it's on a topic that has been really, really requested over the last few years, and it's one that I've not really spoken a great deal about, but I feel like now is an appropriate time to do so, and the topic is how to heal a broken heart. I honestly get so many direct messages or comments and just women reaching out about this topic in particular. So I wanted to share some of my thoughts on it and hopefully it's helpful for anyone out there who has gone through a breakup or perhaps has even lost someone, although of course that is a an entirely different kind of broken heart. There are some crossovers, I guess, that you could use there. So firstly, what is a broken heart? I guess it is a emotional devastation. That's really, you know, it is a loss. It's an ache. It is really, really hard when you have a broken heart. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. And I think, you know, what adds to it being one of the worst feelings is that there is no direct one, two, three step that you can follow to mend it. And, you know, a broken heart is kind of, you know, it's a term. It's a term for that emotional devastation that we feel when a relationship ends or when we lose a loved one. Now, in particular, I just am going to focus on ways that you can, I guess, manage having a sore heart and going through a breakup. So the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think about this topic is the importance of allowing yourself to grieve. If you have a broken heart and you're going through a breakup and you're losing a relationship, it is a loss and giving yourself the time and space to really grieve that loss is really, really healthy because if we just keep pushing forward and you know we tell ourselves it's okay, no one's died, chin up, that sort of stuff, that actually doesn't really make us feel that much better. (laughs) Um, So grieving for the loss of what you had, 
really allow yourself to do that. And also allow yourself to grieve for what you thought you were going to have. When you're in a relationship, you have your history, which you can grieve for as well. You have your present, you know, the things that you've been working on, that space between you and your significant other, you have that. But you also have a projected path. You know, you have a future that you have imagined and you've both imagined together. And so allowing yourself to grieve for that is important too. I know just personally, I really had to allow myself to let go of that future that I had, um, I guess, imagined, envisioned and felt that there was a level of certainty that I would have. So that is a big one as well. And with grief, you know, you do move through grief, but it can also come back. You might have waves of it at different times. And that's perfectly normal as well. You know, you might be a couple of years into being out of that relationship and something you see could just bring back a big wave of grief. And so allowing yourself to feel that is really, really healthy. The next tip that I wanted to share with you is you might find it helpful to write letters When you have a broken heart and you're going through the process of healing, all sorts of different things will come up. You might find yourself really, really sad at times. You might find yourself feeling a massive sense of relief and freedom, and that's fine too, and happiness. You might feel angry, betrayed. There are so many different emotions. Sometimes you might feel responsible, and then other times you might feel completely innocent. Like there's just so many different things that you're going to go through and you just have to write it out. And I find writing letters whilst writing it out, writing whilst writing, really, really helpful because it's tempting to want to tell that person what you're going through, whether that is because you want to hurt them or you want to validate, you want to explain. But I don't necessarily think that's the best thing to do is to have that communication with that person. And it just depends. Of course, every situation is different, but writing letters at different points and not sending them, not giving them to the person is helpful because you might then find in a week or two weeks, you look back or even in a day, because these things can chop and change. You look back at what you've said and you've realized, and you might realize, okay, that's reflective of my headspace that day, it doesn't actually mean that's how I feel overall. So writing letters means you can spew it all out. You can be as ruthless as you want to be or as desperate as you want to feel, however you need to, but it doesn't um, have the collateral damage that goes along with actually giving those thoughts or expressing yourself to your ex. Now, in saying that, there might be times when writing letters is the best way for you to communicate because you can have space, you can write it out, you can review it in a few days, you can really run your eye over it to make sure that it is objective. There are times when writing letters and giving them to the person could be a really, really successful way of communicating, Um, but that is entirely up to you. 
So I have found writing letters really, really helpful. And in my situation, yeah, I tend to just write just for me, just to get them out. The next one is, again, kind of about writing down. I heard this in another podcast. I can't remember which one, but it was a relationship expert. And he was saying he really encourages, I think it was a TED Talk. I think it was a TED talk on getting over a broken heart maybe um, and he was saying when he works with clients who are really struggling to process a relationship breakdown he insists that they write out a list of the negative traits or the negative experiences basically just a shit list like a list of the things that weren't great about the relationship because even if you were not the one who wanted to end it there are going to be things in everyone's relationship that aren't great. And his reasoning was if you write this list down and you have it handy, when you find yourself slipping into the mode of idealizing what you used to have, it can be really, really beneficial to just, you know, run your eyes quickly over that list to remind yourself as to why you are no longer with that person. And I guess this is a bit of a funny point I personally have not done this, but when I heard it, I was like, that makes sense because we do have a predisposition to elevate things in our memory. You know, you kind of want to just be very realistic. It's easy to kind of slip into that idealistic mindset and go, you know, I was so happy at that time or I had this or I had that. And then the ache just gets bigger because you're focusing on all of the things that you loved and you lost without actually considering maybe the realistic situation. I don't know about that point. I hope that is helpful for you. Whilst I've not done the list thing, I do have to be be wary of my thoughts. You know, if I find myself thinking those you know, rose colored glasses type of thoughts, I do get realistic with myself pretty quickly. And anytime something happens that is upsetting, I try and frame it like, okay, this is a thank you. Like, thank you for showing me this. Um, Thank you. (laughs) You know, it's no longer my reality. So thank you for displaying this quality to me and moving on. The next point that I've gotten written down, got The next point I have written down, my gosh, I can't speak, is if you are struggling to access your emotions, if for some reason you can't quite allow yourself to feel the sadness, and I think that this would be relevant for people who tend to overfunction or have children and can fill the space really easily, you know, you've got that low hum or that moderate hum of despair and ache but you're not really allowing yourself to delve into it because you're keeping yourself super busy, super distracted. You're functioning, you're over-functioning, you can do all the things, you're really strong. Um, And if you're not accessing that sadness, it will come out eventually. So I have found when I'm in that state, it's really helpful for me to access those feelings via music or a movie or reading a book because I can tap into those feelings and open up. And once you start that, you know, once you open the floodgates, then you can let it out with a little more ease. I remember one of the first times I did that was 
I had been in an overfunctioning period at, you know, at first. It was really, really fresh. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And I just wasn't allowing myself to surrender. I think that I probably had a fear that if I crack open, maybe I will never recover. Like maybe I won't be able to get up if I get on the floor, that type of feeling. And so I had avoided watching this this movie in particular because I'd seen the previews and I was like, nope, like that is a hard no, I cannot face that. And one day I was having one of those like, oh, it's it was just a shit day. And I put this movie on and it's, um, it's called A Marriage Story, Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson. And I kid you not, I bawled from the first few words or the whole way through the movie, the whole way. And yes, the movie is, you know, it's something that can evoke that emotion. And obviously it was very close to my heart, but I just remember thinking it felt so good to access those feelings and let it come out. And same thing with music. There are songs that I will play when I want to let that sadness out. If I'm feeling snappy or I'm noticing that I'm angry, I'm feeling tense, I'm holding my breath, I know that those are all indicators for me that I'm not fully expressing something below the surface, something is lurking. And so I might just hop in the bath and allow myself half an hour or however long, I don't put a time on it, but put some sad songs on, some music that speaks to that sadness within me and just let it come out. There are a couple of songs. There's one, um, actually, let me, I'll get the actual names of the songs to share them with you. Two seconds. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) So the one that just makes me cry every single time is When You Love Someone by James T.W. or James J.W. I just looked it up just that second ago. James uh, T.W. When You Love Someone. It's the one that has the lyrics about like when sometimes mums and dads, they fall out of love. Oh, I even now just anytime I hear that song, I go into sobbing mode. So that's a great one for accessing those feelings. Play at your own risk. There is another one by Lauv or Louv. How do you say his name? I don't know. L-A-U-V. And it's called Never Not. And it's just about how when you when you fall in love with someone, there is still a space in your brain that they will occupy and you'll always have a love feeling for them in some degree. That's a great one. And of course, anything by James Bay, I I find a lot of his songs allow me to tap into that feeling as well. And so your songs and movies might be entirely different, but sometimes you might find it easier to get to those feelings through those mediums. Books as well, like poetry can be really, really helpful. Now, the other side of that is sometimes that's the medicine. Sometimes the medicine is to access those feelings. And other times, I would say the medicine is to distract 
from feelings. You know, you can get to a point when you're like, oh, I've been so in it, so in my feelings, I just need a breather. And you can use those mediums for that too. Maybe it's watching a really funny movie, you know, or listening to a true crime podcast or, you know, whatever it is, reading a fantasy novel just so that you have some escapism. Use those mediums however you need to. And speaking of doing what you need to do, when you need to retreat, allow yourself to retreat. Don't feel like you need to put on a brave face and you need to go to social events and you, you know, you need to be Susie Sunshine or anything like that. Allow yourself the time to go to bed and cry if you can. Don't, yeah, don't feel the pressure to be on or be anything for anyone. Just look after yourself. And if you need to wrap yourself up in a doona some days and not face the world, that's okay. Now, the other end of that is when we are feeling lonely and we are feeling sad, sometimes it is hard to pull ourselves out of that. And connection and contribution are both really, really important. So throughout the journey, and it is a journey of, you know, healing your broken heart, don't forget the importance of connection. Reach out to your friends, reply to your friends. Um, Don't beat yourself up if you don't. I definitely have had times where I've just not replied to people because just everything... Um, feels too overwhelming but connect when you can and contribute how you can because these are things that I think are really really important so yeah just let your friends know that you're having a hard time feel free to tell them what you need and also when it comes to telling your friends what you need don't feel like you need to tell them everything and don't feel like you know just because they might say how are you going with your you know how are you feeling if you don't want to talk about how you're feeling just say that just say oh I don't really want to talk about it can we switch to a lighter topic that can be helpful too next is to when you when you have the energy and this might not be immediately it might come later but do something new go somewhere new Even if it's as small as going to a different cafe, a bit of variety can really, really help. Sometimes we just get so, you know, everything feels so insular and you have your habits and you have your routines and it would be nice to be able to say, go, you know, take yourself on a big overseas holiday. Not appropriate right now with everything that's going on in the world. And it's just not always an option, particularly if you have little ones, but do something new for you, whether that's an online course, whether it's, like I said, even if it is as small as painting your nails a different color, just try something else on for size. Maybe it's changing your hair, the old cliche of, you know, you know, a woman's about to change her life when she cuts her hair. Try a different color of, um, yeah, you know, a different color for your hair, or if you're always dressed in black, switch it up, just do something new and different and see how that feels. A new skill, new surroundings, it can kind of just open your eyes to going, huh, you know, new identities are available. There are so many people out in the world and there are so many things that you can still experience. And even when everything feels overwhelming and hard and sad, just trying something different might just pique your interest enough 
to remind you that there is hope. And I think having hope is so, so important when you are nurturing a fragile, sore heart. Next is to, what have I got here? Oh, do not torture yourself with what ifs. When we start playing the what if game, it can get dangerous. So, you know, what if I had have said X? What if they had have said Y? What if I was more this? What if I was less that? You can do that until you go insane, but the facts will remain. That's not your, oh, <laughs> little bit of a rhyme there. That is not your reality. So do not torture yourself with the what ifs. In a similar vein, don't torture yourself by following them on social media or stalking them or, um, yeah, stalking them on social media, basically, and, and or asking questions about them. So say you still are in touch with their family and you will likely have shared friends. Just don't put yourself through the pain of digging for information. And if information is offered up, it can be tempting to want to hear it but it's no good for you. It's not going to help you. So tell your friends and family, hey, right now, I really can't hear that. I know that you want to share that information with me and it comes from a good place, but I just need to have a boundary around that while I'm still healing. Please do that for yourself. Do not put yourself through unnecessary stress. You're already dealing with more than enough. Next is to take the time and also look after your base needs. So one of my favorite quotes is give the time some time. When we are suffering, when we are struggling, we want to hit that fast forward button and we want to speed through it. It's like quick, I just want to get through this, get me to the next stage. And I think that's why sometimes people are in what seems like a hurry to meet someone else new because it's like, oh, I just need to fill this void. I need to fix this. I need to get to the next thing. But giving the time some time is the best thing you can do for your soul. Do not rush into things and just surrender to the fact that you can't hit the fast forward button and it wouldn't be good for you to do that anyway. And also your base needs. Try not to neglect them. It can be really, really easy when we are hurting so much to overlook those base needs. You might find at times all you want to do is sleep. So then you might be missing out on connection. You might stop moving your body, getting some sunshine, getting fresh air. Or the flip side, you might really struggle to sleep and you'll probably go through waves of both. I know I definitely did. So, you know, if you're struggling to sleep, just exploring ways that you can improve that with your GP perhaps, or, you know, we all know the things that we should do to sleep better. I think a lot of us do anyway. So actually doing them. Also, you might find that you lose your appetite or perhaps you gain an appetite because you're eating out of stress or you're binging, but just really think about your base needs here. How can you get in some movement when you're up to it? Getting some fresh air, getting some sunshine, drinking enough water, eating adequate food, um, you know, that includes a really good range of healthy fats for your brain, some carbs for your brain and body and protein as well, because when those needs are compromised, everything else feels amplified. 
we know this, like we know when we're tired and we're hungry, we're more sensitive. So when we're already struggling to keep things in perspective and we're feeling overwhelmed, meeting those base needs, even though you're not going to feel like it, try and kind of mother yourself a little bit and do that for yourself if you can. And last but not least is to work on you for you. When you're going through a really hard time and a relationship breakdown, it's it's tricky because it can bring up a lot of wounds. It can also kind of invite you to want to point the finger at other people. But working on you for you is, I think, a really healthy coping mechanism throughout this tricky time. So whether that is learning about you know, different healthy coping mechanisms, whether it's looking at certain parts of the relationship that might have contributed to the breakdown just to give you some intel, you know, that might feel right for you. Or maybe working on you for you looks like building up your confidence by trying a new skill or going to a cooking class and making some new friends, whatever working on you for you looks like, try and lean into that when you have the energy to do so. Again, I can't stress enough when your heart is hurting, when you are going through a relationship breakdown, you're going to go through so many different waves. Having someone to talk to, I personally think is really, really helpful. So whether that is a, um, a really good friend or an objective third party might be a good idea as well. A psychologist, a psychiatrist, counselor, relationship counselor, whatever it is that feels right for you. Just having someone in your corner that you can go to and spew everything out might be really, really beneficial for you right now. And if you are struggling, reach out to your GP, have a chat because when when we're hurting, everything feels so hard. It really, really does. And I wish that I could say, oh, do these three things and it will magically fix it. But you've got to go through it and you've got to have your tethers as well. My friend Libby, who is a psychologist, said to me, you need to have your tethers in this. So what can you, I think she might have actually used the term anchors, anchors or tethers, because we were talking about how, you know, Being in tricky situations feels a bit like being in the ocean and a wave will come and knock you over and you know that another wave's coming but you don't quite know how big or wide or how long it's going to last. So you need things to anchor and tether yourself. So whether that is exercising, meditation, journaling, maybe it's um, having those weekly therapist sessions, weekly therapy sessions, excuse me, whatever it is, whatever feels good for you, try and lean into that and know that you absolutely will start to feel hopeful. And as much as things suck, as much as they're hard right now, you will at one stage or another develop the ability to have hindsight and look back and to be able to see the way that this really hard time has served you. So I hope this has been helpful and that there is something amongst this rambling that will land with someone out there. Again, I'm no expert, but I just wanted to share, I wanted to offer these thoughts on this topic as someone who has felt these feelings um, within the last couple of years. So I hope that you have an amazing day. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot of this episode 
pop it up on your Instagram stories, share it with a friend. This is a completely independent podcast. So when you take the time to share this podcast, it honestly means so much to me. I really appreciate it. So I will talk with you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.